Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business, and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. Why? Because, again, I was just afraid of that failure because apparently everything was just good luck. So what if this thing is going to be just a good luck again, but then a bad luck will come? Like, how can you ever predict that? So by the age of 28, I had all kinds of statuses, all kinds of amazing jobs. I was driving the most expensive cars. I was having great salary. I had everything I wanted, and I burned out. I exhausted myself. But completely, I, one day I woke up and I could no longer talk or walk. You're listening to Donnie Success Champions, where I believe everybody is on a journey. Life is all about the stories you can tell and teach later. You're going to hear the stories of people who have overcome hardships, failures, and life to find success along their journey. Journey. All right, guys, this is going to be a really, really fun episode. I'm bringing on Alex and Leica, and man, what a cool story about growing in their marriage together and the things they do to work on their mental game and how they're transpiring that into helping others. And it's a fun story. We laugh through most of it. It's just a good time. Enjoy this one. guys gonna be another fun episode once again we're going across the pond and i'm really excited about this i was a guest on their show and man i'm glad they're coming in here jumping in with me today so i'm your host donnie bovey and this is donnie success champions lanka and alexander keegan welcome to the show guys please tell us your story (laughs) (laughs) hi donnie do you know that you already messed up the name how do i do that it's Kanan. Oh, oh you know, with the last name like Bovine, everybody screws it up anyway. So welcome to the party. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much uh, for the invitation. We're happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys are doing a lot of really, really cool things. And you're doing it as a couple, which I just think is freaking awesome. So walk us through a little bit of your guys' journey to how you guys got to where you're at now. Wow, that has been quite a journey. So let us be selective right here and <laughs> start, start only with the core basics. Everything started, they said, eight years ago already. Yeah? Yeah. When we met in Czech Republic, yeah. it was the Christmas party of Accenture in Prague, Czech Republic, where I was living, Lenka was living as well. And that's where we had our first conversation not knowing that eight years later we would be here running our own business together, doing podcasting, coaching people, and changing lives. Well, I'm curious. Was it was it love at first sight type thing, or was it like me? The first time my wife saw me, she looked at me, and we had a cussing match because we worked together. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's just say that. Let's just say no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Not. Uh, <laughs> 
I have been twisting my neck for about three years every time Lenka was walking over our department floor in a nice dress, high heels, me and all the other guys in the department. <laughs> we would have sore necks, but Lenka didn't even know that I exist up to the <laughs> <laughs> yeah accurate <laughs> <laughs> you know i love this i love this so so guys there's hope for you if you just stay persistent it may take you three years but <laughs> well that it has been really a good story alex you can, you can just say how we met like the first moment that i actually gave you the chance to talk to me yeah, of course. Well, it, you better it took, remember that. You better remember that moment. <laughs> I, I remember it very well. I did have a couple of drinks. Not you had liquid courage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. You could say that. I, I mean, I, I've spent those three years before that basically crafting my skill of how to talk to women <laughs> <laughs> to prepare for this big moment. So when I when I came there and I finally had a chance to speak to Lenka, it was a company Christmas party. And what 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 did I say first to you? Well, first of all, it wasn't like this. Hi, you are such a beautiful girl. Not at all. It was more. It of, never works. No. <laughs> Come up with something better than that, so guys. If you're taking notes, rule number one: don't walk up and say you're a beautiful girl. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's really not working in most of the time. So, Alex just said, so you are the girl who always passes by our department and never says hello. So that I found incredibly rude. So I turned and I said, you know what? <laughs> like, do you really seriously believe that I'm going to say hello to everyone who I see that day? <laughs> like in that office, I don't know how many hundreds of people were working. So obviously I'm not going to say hi, hello, good morning to everyone. And it wasn't my day. Let me, let me also say that because <laughs> I wasn't in the best possible shape either in that moment. And then uh, Alex asked me really like Alex question, which is left brain analytical. I don't know if that's, a, was it a pickup line that you prepared? It's just one of the sentences I had in my tool belt. Yeah. yeah. So the question, the question was, so Lenka, tell me three key points about you. Like who asks that question? Obviously a left brain analytical guy. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> All right. So, so guys, if you're following along, rule number two, be rude with the first question. <laughs> uh, and then rule three, throw out some crazy ass intellectual, you know, <laughs> question. All right. This is bizarre. So I love it. <laughs> How did you respond? Well, I continue not being very friendly at that moment. So I said, you know what? I am Lenka and I work for a client finance management department, which Alexander already knew. And I said, well, and I am a married. <laughs> <laughs> We're just true. It wasn't like, it was like back off. No, it was really true at that moment. But you're a sales guy, so you know, you, you don't stop at the first no. Absolutely not. You keep pushing forward. <laughs> you got to overcome those objections. <laughs> and that's what Alex did. So he said, I don't really care whether you are married or not, which I found still very rude. So um, our very first meeting, it wasn't really a date. It was just a meeting each other. They don't 
Yeah, it didn't go that well from my point of view, but Alex didn't give up. So his sales technique was really good. He was kind of following me, or following me is a big word, right? He was playing uh, I wasn't hard following you. So Alex hard. was being a little puppy dog. Got it, got it. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was trying to play hard to get. Um, <laughs> but the, like now when I know all his techniques and techniques, what he was doing, like just to figure out my name, my full name, so that he can contact me in the office messenger all of those things. Yeah, and I think I really had you the moment I got in line. So it's, <laughs> we were... <laughs> oh, this, Lord. Here we go. All right. So we were working in this office park, and, of course, between 12 and 1, the entire office park goes to grab lunch. There's this sandwich store, and this was already like one and a half, half month after our first meeting. And it was this huge line. Tell me you've been practicing these crazy-ass questions the entire time that you were pulling out of your tool belt. Why is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? You know. (laughs) Well, you're as far away from the truth, though. (laughs) So there was this long line of people all just waiting to order their sandwich, and I came in not knowing that Lenka would be there, but the moment I saw her, I knew there's only one thing I can do. She was somewhere in the middle of the line, so... With a blank stare, I just walked straight into that middle of the line, went to stand right in front of her, didn't look at her one moment. There, I stepped into in the middle of the line. Which is rude, by the way. So. Right, right. So if you're keeping score, guys, three rude things <laughs> is the magic key to get the woman of your dreams. <laughs> so to try and impress a girl, Alex, you literally – cut in front of a bunch of other people to <laughs> try and impress a girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, 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 that's basically what happened. And you know, it gave me some good quality conversation time. <laughs> so, yeah. so Lenka, I'm curious, did you, was the first words out of your mouth or what the hell are you doing? I think I was speechless to be honest, because. Because of his good looks. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing here again? Like, I was like, are you serious? And obviously, I, I'm i not stupid, right? I'm not blind or, yeah. I just knew that he was giving a serious try. And I found him incredibly funny. Like, I found this so weird and funny already at that moment. So eventually, I gave him the chance and we went for lunch. And, you know, that time, my English wasn't nearby to where it is right now. I mean, my English is still not really great, but at that moment I was really, really afraid to speak in English. So we went for lunch, and I I remember I was really sweating, you know, like that sweat when you're nervous, and you just really don't know what are we going to talk about, and I was married, right? So let's, let's be honest, I just went for lunch with a colleague who was really trying hard, and he was pretending as if he really doesn't care. So it was very strange. So we went for lunch, and I would add one rule, for any date, mainly for the women, and that is do not order any kind of salad. Because then you have this lettuce and the leaves are huge and then you try to cut them and it splashes all over your face and the sauce is there and then a green lettuce on your tools and yeah. <laughs> it was even more stressful that that date slash lunch. So I was stressed out of my mind, ate like two bites, and I was done. Like, I was done. I was, all English words are messed up in my head. Alex was there, and the leaves were there, and, and lots of people around us were there. And Alex was incredibly cool. He was really, really cool. He was with this, like, 
yeah, I'm relaxed. What? I'm doing it every day, right? I have three years of experience. So, and then he asked me question. If I go with the questions, uh, he asked me, what's your favorite color? And nobody, see, we're not far away. With the right. Oh, I already got Alex figured out, so we're good here. <laughs> so so that, that was really strange. Nobody's ever asked me this question. And that moment I realized hmm, there is something special about that guy. Now, and since that, we kind of continued in talking. And I uh, asked you one other question. Oh, yeah. I asked her, are you going to finish that salad? <laughs> So I literally finished my salad, which I found obviously weird. So, <laughs> so guys, the keys to getting a gorgeous woman is you got to be rude, you got to be extremely weird, ask weird questions, and really at the end of the day, be persistent as hell. Got it, right? <laughs> Check. <laughs> And make sure you take your girl to the first date at a salad bar. Got it. Got it. All right. <laughs> you have one more portion for free. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's so awesome. You know what I love about this is you guys do have a very fun, you know, working personality together, constantly laughing and engaging and, and having fun, you know. And I think it's important for people to see the real side of you guys because you are doing some really, really, really fun stuff. How did this go from Lanka having salad all over her face to building this start of an empire you guys are creating? I mean, Alex, did you look at her one point and say, I'm a motivational wizard guru business helping person? And Lanka, you like, okay, I'm in too? <laughs> well, again, you are not far away from the truth. Actually, it is it is pretty much accurate. There has been obviously some learning curve as well involved. But as you can hear, I'm from Czech Republic, so that's where I grew up. And I was a very successful child. I was, at the age of nine, one of the best dancers in a ballroom dance in Czech Republic, one of the best pianists. And I was still having a very good grade in school. And when I was 14, I got my very first job when I started to teach aerobics classes. And by the age of 19, I was among champion as in aerobics in ATS, which is some sort of special type of aerobics in the team. And I was still a very good student studying a very good high school. And by the age of 18, I decided to as well have a half-time job while studying still high school. So you can imagine every single evening I was studying. And you know what? One day I looked at my past and I realized, hmm, I kind of achieved pretty much everything I wanted. And that was one of the things that my parents always taught me. And they taught me the value of money. Both of them had several jobs so that we, me and my sister, we could uh, do whatever we wanted in terms of hobbies, really have the activity and figure out what is it that we like. My parents taught me the value of proper time management because my dad, my dad, as I said, several jobs, studying university. Both of my parents actually graduated a university while raising two daughters. And they told me that I can be whatever I want once I set my mind into it. And that was true. So when I was 18, I was like, hmm, I kind of achieved pretty much everything I wanted. And then I don't know why, but there was this thought of what if it was just good luck? And when I was 18, I was studying the last year of my high school and I was working a half-time job in a bank as debt collector and that year was really exhausting altogether studying for the exams and then I realized 
that I have to finish my, my school, I have to finish my exams, and I have no energy left. So obviously, I finished school, I passed the exams, everything was fine, but the grades were not as great as I was used to. So at that moment, I just got my ultimate proof. It was just good luck. And that was the biggest mistake, to kind of identify with that belief. Everything that has happened in my life was just good luck. And as of then, it started a chain of poorly made decisions because I was constantly fearing failure. I was fearing practically that I die. I moved out of my parents. And once you move out of your parents, you have no teachers, you have no coaches, you have no no one, no parents to tell you how to make your decisions. So eventually, I got married. It taught me a big lesson. Was it poorly made decision? Well, I'm divorced, right? So before I met, <laughs> before, before I married Alex, so it wasn't probably the best best decision. But I started to study university and I paid for my own university. I was working full-time job. So I kept kind of exhausting myself. Why? Because, again, I was just afraid of that failure because apparently everything was just good luck. So what if this thing is going to be just a good luck again, but then a bad luck will come? Like, how can you ever predict that? So by the age of 28, I had all kinds of statuses all kinds of amazing jobs. I was driving the most expensive cars. I was having great salary. I had everything I wanted and I burned out. I exhausted myself, but completely. I One day I woke up and I could no longer talk or walk. And that kind of scared me because Alex wrote a book about how to get rid of stress at the office and he is going to share his story later. <laughs> so that kind of made me think, well, I have... We were just two weeks married, came from honeymoon. How come did I burn out? And then I figured out that throughout my whole life, I was amazing in managing my time and managing all the information from the external world. The only thing that I didn't manage was relationship with myself. And that opened my eyes. I had no idea who I am. I had no idea why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. And it was lately only that I realized, well, I was doing those things out of fear of failure. Because I believe that everything is good luck. So, yeah, what if failure comes? And then it was like, wow, okay, this is, uh, this is bullshit, right? <laughs> it was just my own belief. So that's kind of my story. And Alex will tell you more about his story. But I really realized what Alex is doing is incredible because he has been the most amazing, and he still continues, obviously, being the most amazing husband and supporter and a cheerleader and uh, angel and coach because he was there by my side when I was getting divorced, when I was depressed, when I was searching for a new job and moving to another country and, again, not knowing what is it that I want, eventually burning out. And he saw it happening, and he, he was trying to show me the way, but obviously, as a husband wife, it's always challenging to, to kind of open up. And now I'm finally opening up to whatever he says. But previously, I wasn't that open. And Alex really was the person who asked me spot-on questions. He asked me the brilliant questions that would allow me to finally see the blind spot. Like, namely, that I should first of all take care of myself and then of others. Not take care of others and then of yourself. They don't say it for nothing in the plane put the mask on yourself first before you put in other people. So finally understood why they say that. <laughs> so that's kind of my story yeah. short. And so, you know, so, so guys, yeah. so dating lesson, I think we're on like number five, be the personal coach of the girl you're trying to marry. All right. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tricky one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
That's horrible advice, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> so, Alex, walk us through your journey, bud, because you've had a, a pretty wild ride. Obviously, have a knack for picking up women. So, you know, guys, if, if you're looking for a relationship coach, Alex is not your guy. No, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the best testimonial uh, in the world. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding, right? <laughs> This did play a very important role in my life. You know, when I look back at my life so far, I feel like my life really started when I was 23. That's 10 years ago right now, or 11 years ago. And up to that point, you know, I grew up in a little village. My mom and dad, they were both employees. The local village football team that was the most important thing in the world. And the local village bar that was the center of the universe. Right? There was no growth. So it's just everything is fixed. I knew I, I have a good brain, so school was easy. I would pass each year with minimum effort and play football, tennis, Monopoly <laughs> in my spare time. There was my youth, total freedom, not much growth. And everything changed when I moved to Prague, Czech Republic. I was there just for two or three weeks, and this girl from Belgium, she asked me a question. She said, Alexander, I want to ask you something. Should I be worried? Ask her why. She said, well, I live here in Prague, Czech Republic, and my boyfriend is still back in Belgium. He told me yesterday that he's reading a book on how to pick up women. Should I be worried that he'll be cheating on me? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't remember the advice I gave her. It was probably not the best advice anyway. Okay, so you just lost all your, your you know, coaching cool <laughs> points when you said that, just so you know. <laughs> Dating advice do not do that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> exactly. All I remember is thinking, I have to get my hands on that book. <laughs> I get that. I Why get did that. nobody tell me that this exists? Here I am, 23 years old. I've been going out to bars, just waiting and hoping for like seven years with an occasional accidental success. But hey, all I cared about in that time was finding girls. Simple as that. So I got that book and I read it and intuitively it made sense. So I started to play with it. I started to go out in bars and, you know, there's this nine-step formula to getting beautiful oh women. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> there's really a book that gives you a nine-step formula of how to pick up women. Yeah, that's right. It's like cooking a recipe. Okay, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to simplify that nine steps in one thing. Just walk up and say hello. All right, there, there's all nine steps. Done. Just say hello. All right. <laughs> so what, what happened is that set in motion a cycle of personal development for me. So, of course, I started to go out, try the techniques and the strategies. And when she says this, you have to say that. And she does this, you have to do that. It was a lot to remember. <laughs> Until... I read somewhere one of the other authors of another book, and he said, you know what? It's actually all about the inner game. And once your inner game is all right, then you automatically have all of these behaviors. And that was a huge click for me. So I kept on trying things out, experiencing, reflecting, growing, and I felt stronger than I ever felt before in my life. I felt like a new person every month. I felt stronger than the month before. So picking up girls is just what set it in motion. But what really happened is that I shifted from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And I learned this lesson that I can do and become anything I want 
All I need is to figure out what I want, find the expert in the field, get their program, coaching, book, whatever, and then do it. Like, seriously, do it. Go through the motions, have the experiences, and integrate this into my being. That year, everything changed. And I say already for 11 years in a row, this year again, this has been the best year of my life. <laughs> That's awesome. You know what's interesting about that, bud, is as a young guy, my dad handed me a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I think I was 14 years old when he gave it to me. And, of course, since I was a jackass as a kid, you know, I didn't pick the book up and actually read it until I was like 22, right? And, you know, for me, similar to your story, you know, that book didn't necessarily change my life from the content of the book. What it did do is open me up that there's a world of people who will teach all this stuff, right? So there's people that will teach leadership. There's people that will teach sales. There's people that will teach mindset. You know, there's all this stuff out there. And up to that point, I had no idea that existed. Yeah. So I love the fact that, I mean, for you, it was a dating book, which I think is hilarious. But being, you know, a U.S. Marine – just the thought of holding that book or, or let alone just having that book in my, you know, room or dorm or whatever else just makes me cringe because I know the ball busting that would come from owning a book like that. Right. But I love the fact that that opens you up to a whole nother world of, Hey, there's people that will teach me to work on my own game. That's freaking awesome. That's freaking awesome. So, so I'm curious with this journey, because you guys have obviously risen together, which is awesome because you got a team rising up and going for it. Did Alex really get you into this kind of realm of self-development, or were you already somewhat heading down that path? That's a great question, and I've been playing with that for quite some time, because what is personal development, right? You know, I was since I was three, I had coaches in my life, namely when it comes to sport and music, I had coaches up until the age of 19 and then it stopped. So I could really see my personal development in terms of how I manage my emotions, how I ask myself certain questions to give me the decisions that I want to create the experiences that I want. I really stopped making these kind of decisions when I was 19 or 18 when I stopped having coaches in my life. So then when I met Alex, well, first I got married and I, I realized that in that marriage, one thing is missing and that is personal development. And my ex-husband wasn't necessarily open for that. I wanted to travel. I was speaking several languages, so I wanted to go out and I wanted to explore the world and he wasn't open for that. And then I met Alex and one of the first conversations we had after all of these weirdly asked questions about flossing your teeth before or after and, and stuff like this, we got into talking about communication. So actually, Alex was for me the reason or the reason, the impulse that I needed to go and buy a book about communication. And, and weirdly enough, I was just arranging our books a couple of days ago and I found that book again. Yeah. And it was, it was beautiful because then we went for lunch and we were just discussing about communication. And I was like, wow, there is so much more than what I know. And there is so much easier and lighter life for me once I get into personal development. So whenever we had lunch or dinner, whatever that was, we had beautiful conversations beautiful about everything and nothing and it's it's continuous sometimes we just speak for seven eight hours in a weekend and people ask us like 
what's weird with you guys? Well, you know, I'm going to make an assumption. What I think people screw up about communication in general is people communicate to other people how they want to be communicated to. And that's not communication. Communication is actually understanding who you're talking to and adjusting and speaking to them how they want to be spoken to, right? I'm betting part of the reason you guys have such amazing conversations is because Alex's innate ability to continually ask the deeper questions, right? Because for me, it goes back to sales 101. A sales call is a lot of times just to say, you know, a series of the right questions asked at the right time over and over again. And it's getting the other person talking. And with Alex's more analytical side of things, he's very curious and curiosity in the conversation is an amazing freaking tool. And I love the fact that you guys are doing this as a team. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, Alex, I'm sure you're like me that every once in a while when Lanka sends you like a quote or something through, you know, instant messenger or whatever, like last night, my wife sent me an inspirational quote. I'm like, that's freaking cool. And when those little things like that happen, you know, it just, it helps solidify your marriage because a lot of people don't, don't have that. What advice would you guys have for people that are trying to put that into their marriage? Well, it all starts with a decision. It all starts with a decision to go into the marriage with the same expectations. And I remember very clearly when we decided to go for it with our relationship. And it took about six months until we got to that point. We were sitting together on my bed yeah, in my shared apartment, you know, with two yeah. other guys in the center of Prague. And we said to each other, okay, if we're going to go for this together as a serious relationship, we make a promise to each other that whatever happens, whatever difficulty we run into, we grow out of it together. I think that's huge because I got to tell you, most couples wouldn't even have had that conversation in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where did you guys come up with the strength to pull that off? Well, it was for me, it was absolutely Alex's idea because Alex has been studying how to talk to people, how to not only picking up girls, that was just indeed the beginning of everything, but he was having, I don't know, 18 people you had to manage after what was three months of being in, in Accenture? Yeah, so within my first year there in Accenture, I got three promotions. And after the third promotion, I suddenly was team leader of 18 people. I was 23 years old. They were all older than me. And I consistently got the same feedback. They all said, Alexander, we love having you as a manager because you're smart and you solve all of our problems. But please also think about the personal side of things. (laughs) And there's the analytical guy. (laughs) And and there's the analytical guy says, okay, personal side of things. Which book is written about... (laughs) So there you go, Bill Carnegie. Right, right. Well, you know what's funny about this is, is you know, coaching sales guys over the years, when you get the really analytical guys, you know, you're like, okay, you need to know something personal about them, which then leads them to go on a sales call and go, how's your wife? How's your kid? <laughs> right? And they get this, like, almost intense, you know, <laughs> like, no, you actually got to be interested in people, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. This, and, and, like, that, that was – that was the thing that I learned from Alex is I've been always a, a, a people person. Like analytical thing is something that I have talent for, 
like being analytic, I, have, I am really talented to do that, but I am essentially a people person. So for Alex, knowing all of these strategies and tactics on how to have a good relationship, it came from learning and it was so freshly in his mind that he knew the one single important thing Hey guys, it's Donnie here, and I just want to let you know that we've recently launched a content development company, and this company helps people get social content. You know you need to put out a lot of content nowadays to get engagement out there in all your social platforms, but we've come up with a really cool way to help you get videos, blog posts, memes, social posters, and infographics for you know, whatever social site you need. So check us out at successchamps.us and learn more about how you can get social content for your social media. Support for this podcast comes from Point Blank Safety Services and Blue Family Fund. Point Blank Safety Services does safety differently. We know everyone is on a journey and we want to make sure you get where you're going safely. Professional, trained, ready. There's really no comparison. Here's why hiring Point Blank Safety for your next project will make all the difference and save you huge amounts of stress and hassle. Point Blank Safety Services provides certified, uniformed police officers for a full suite of armed guard services. Don't leave the safety of your project to chance. If you're ready to make sure safety truly comes first for your next project, then visit us at pointblanksafety.com. So you have a good and sustainable relationship with whoever, not only wife, but with whichever person in, in general. So that's why his teams were the happiest teams because they could always go to Alex and he was not only just the manager who was telling you what to do. No, he was there as a person, as a human being, listening to you and being genuinely interested in how to make your life nice, not only outside of the office really inside of the office. How can you be the happy person? So yeah, it was it was absolutely Alexis' idea to to frame it like this. And it's a marriage, it's a relationship. So there are ups and downs like everything. We never pretend that our a relationship is or was always so amazing. I mean I've been through a hard divorce. But the rule number one was to talk about everything. So we talk about everything and we are there for each other and that's that works fine and folks actually very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I, I guarantee there, there's people listening to this show that are aspiring to do what you guys are, are doing and living. And that's, that's really a beautiful thing. So what are you guys into now? I mean, what are you guys doing as a business, as, as a couple, you know, what does that look like now? Cause I know you guys are really doing some pretty big, cool things. So walk us through it a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it's very simple. We show people how to work stress-free. And there you have it, in black and white. That's it. So, there you go. Like, if you like stress, if you love being stressed, then we it's not, not for you. you. <laughs> it's so. Th this is the what is it? Culmination is that a word? Culmination. Of, yes. 
of 11 years. Guys, here, let me, let me do, do one thing. Do never take English lessons from this guy, all right? Because <laughs> I'm one step into the country, you know, southern world. I will probably teach you the most screwed up things in the world. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, pay no attention to how I say it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> What we did is with our business, Earn More, Work Less, we took what we know best and helped people who need it the most. So everything started when I was that manager with 18 people and I had a full email box, more than 100 emails each day. Client was angry, calling with escalations, 18 people who want things. I was overloaded. I was that stressed corporate manager. And I was young, so in the beginning, I was just rolling up my sleeves and going. But after a while, I found that, hey, I hardly have time to go to the gym anymore. And I feel more and more sluggish in the mornings. I almost had to cancel the weekly poker nights every Tuesday evening. And that would have been tragic. You know. And that, <laughs> that did it for me. I, in that moment, I asked myself, is this what I want? my life and career to be like for the next 40, 50 years? <laughs> no way. As I said before, my entire youth, I studied the art of getting maximum result with minimum effort. I am used in my elementary school as an example of the lazy kid who is super smart but doesn't put in any effort. <laughs> right. So, so at that point, I started to read whatever I could find on time management, psychology, communication, Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, Stephen Covey, and I put everything in practice. Everything. And here's what I like about you, Alex, is you are a process guy. So if somebody says, here's step one to ten, you're going to go step you know, all the way through the process and going to learn a tremendous amount where, you know, Link and I are more on the side of, okay, there's step ten, let's start there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if it doesn't work, let's just go step nine. Step yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right, let's try one of the other ones and see which one works. You know, and I think that's what makes you guys work because my wife and I are complete opposites, right? She is the quiet, very introverted. I'm Mr. Center of Attention. Everybody's going to know when I walk in the room. And if you don't notice me, I'll go louder to make sure you do, you know, those type of things. And it's proof that opposites truly attract. I mean, you know, if, if anybody was sitting down and they were kind of writing out what their ideal life partner would be, they don't usually get it right because you don't write in the opposite of what you're, you know, you know, you think. As a kid growing up, I want somebody very similar to me that's into the same things, and mm -hmm. it doesn't make a dynamic, you know, union or a dynamic marriage. It's you talking to yourself on a regular basis gets boring pretty, pretty quickly because you're not having to adjust your communication levels and things. So that's also Danny, the, the reason, like, why we made the most brilliant course and program together because I was the person who goes first 10 and then ninth, eight, seven, six, right? <laughs> so Alex had this, he wrote a book, what was it, five years ago? Yep. Uh, the book was, uh, the book's name is uh, Get Rid of Stress at the Office, which is kind of funny when you think of me burning out a few years later. Right. So people are thinking, this is really strange. There is this stress-free guy and there is this stressed out of her mind girl. How is that possible? And 
there is one misconception about burnout and that is that people have to be necessarily stressed and the stress coming from overload from too much work not enough time from kids and parents and and family and work and whatever which might be true the thing is that there is also different kind of stress and that is the stress that i experience and that is the being unfulfilled stress mm. So as I said, I didn't know who I am and who I was at that moment and what is it that I want. And many people don't know it. That's why marriages don't work. That's why relationships don't work. That's why people are not happy in their work. Of it, in their work. That's why people are in general simply unhappy because they don't know who they are. And if you don't know who you are, how the heck can you know what is it that you want? So that's based on this experience, we started to build our company. It's because I was experiencing lack of energy, namely lack of internal relationship with, with the most important, most important person in the world, relationship with myself. I was great in managing information. So that's why we put Alex's brilliant system on how to manage all external information, how to organize yourself, how to really get the most out of your day with my experience. How do I figure out what is it that I want? How do I know what's my vision? And how do I combine it all together? So that's why it works really well together. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's true. Yeah. And you know what? Here's what's interesting is, you know, I went down the same path where I got to burnout. But for me, when you got, I got to a stage of burnout, it was just change. And change is I escaped to the Marine Corps. After I got burned out again, you know, I escaped to another state and went to a different job. I got burned out again. I escaped to something else, constantly trying to, to find me all along the journey, but not understanding that's what I was doing you know, the entire time is trying to find me. And it literally took me to the age of 40. I'm a slow learner to finally realize that the entire problem wasn't that I was stressed out about what I was doing is for me is I was living over other people's dreams is I was, I was doing other things to help people get to where they wanted in life. And I wasn't doing anything for myself. And it was wild is when I jumped out of my own and of course everything went to hell in a handbasket because I had no idea what it meant to be a business owner, you know, because I'd been an employee all my life. But, <laughs> you know, it, which I love about this conversation is people see the two dynamics. You got people that are very analytical like Alex that, you know, everything's going to go into a process and they're going to process their way out of most things. And then you got the other side of it, people like me that uh, that just <laughs> wants to get punched in the face by life to to figure things out link i'm just glad you did it a lot younger than i did and just to, to figure it out how would you guys walk somebody through that spot in their life where they're they're to that point where they know something's stressing them out but they can't fully fully put their finger on what it is what would you tell them how would they how would you tell them you know this is how you discover it i'm immediately looking at lenka for this question because this goes back to the single most important question in life. And only very few people actually take a moment even, let alone make a serious study about this single most important question, namely, who am I? Mm. Who am I? That's where everything begins. It has to do with how this body works, how the mind works, what, what this life is about. I mean, what the heck is going on? I'm in this body on this planet and there's all other things in bodies and they talk and they move around and what is this supposed to mean? 
right? We, we ask that question when we were a child and then we don't get a satisfactory answer and then we just forget about it for the rest of our lives. Well, guess what? These are some deep core truths that mm -hmm. you cannot just ignore. This is life. So now standing still, stopping and going inside, looking at the internal world, at what's really going on here, that's where all the answers are found. And when it concerns the who am I question, I automatically look at Lenka because that's her expertise. Well, Don, you know, when we recorded podcast with you that I was telling you that I'm leaving to Bali for one month. Right. And I did a three-week silent retreat where I was essentially silent. No. And you told me then, and the same thing just happened to me. Just the thought of that makes me cringe. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was awesome. And I had there the time to be with myself, and that's essentially why I went, because I knew I am so close, like so close. I'm almost knowing who I am. But then I don't. And so what we what we help our clients to do is to ask. You have to ask yourself just different questions, and there are a couple of them. So I might share a few few of them with the audience, and they go back to the triggers, to the red flags, things that you recognize when you are stressed, because essentially any negative emotion will give you stress, whether it's a sadness, whether it's anger, frustration, or whether it's just the stress itself, it will give you a physical or emotional reaction. So first and foremost, I had to realize that nobody gives me stress. Like many people saying, this meeting really stressed me out, or the kids made me angry, or you really drive me crazy. Really? <laughs> Really? Like, how does that happen? If someone manages to explain me how does that happen, I'm going to be really happy. As far as I know, it is you, namely me as a person being, I decide for myself to feel bad, to feel negative emotion, to feel frustration. And the decision, which happens very often subconsciously, we are unaware of that, that generates all kinds of chemical reactions, releases hormones that then generate, obviously, a physical or emotional state. So nobody gives you anything. It is your own decision. So that realization made me very happy because I knew I give myself a stress so I can give myself happiness. It's not so easy, I understand. When you are stressed, somebody tells you just feel happy. Well, you just feel like you want to punch the person in the face. It's not so easy, right? <laughs> so at that moment, I guide our clients through a journey and that, that happens every single person is slightly different. I would just say, when do you experience stress? When do you experience negative emotion? What are the situations? And very often it is, well, most of the time I experience stress when I am running late or when I am in the meetings or when my husband or spouse or wife wants something and I don't have the time. Okay, great. Let's just bring yourself to the situation. Which thoughts are going through your head? And then take the time and write them down. Because you are going to be surprised the words that are going to appear on the paper. Most of those words you don't even know that you use. And often it is, I have to be somewhere. Or I should really do grocery shopping. I must fulfill this and this task. Really? Do you have to? Because what happens if you don't? Are you going to die? And then we often realize that we must ourselves and have ourselves and should uh, shoot ourselves 
trillion times per day. And by this, we cause so much struggle and tension in our body. And at the end, the easy, easy way uh, to handle it is just replace it by I want to or I just do something. So instead of I have to really go to this meeting, I just go to this meeting. I go to this meeting or I want to go to this meeting. And even though it might seem at the beginning very strange because maybe you don't want to or maybe there is some internal struggle, by changing the words you use, you will change your emotional state. So the more you repeat, the more you program yourself towards feeling it. And at the end, stress, anger, frustration, whatever you want to name, whichever emotion, is just energy. It is just an energy. So you feel based on the emotions you have. So do you want to feel bad or do you want to feel good? <laughs> it's a decision. Which one do you choose? So as long as you decide to feel good, then what are you going to do about it? Because no coach, no therapist, no spouse, no kid, no bag, no ring, no house, no car, no status, nothing will make you feel good. You are going to make yourself feel good. Whether you are a homeless being, you can be, you can feel good as long as you decide. That's why there are so many people who live the most brilliant life in terms of material stuff and having things and statuses. They have the most brilliant life. But then at the end, how come that they aren't happy? Nothing will make you happy. You have to make yourself happy. So that will be the, like the first step is just watch your thoughts and you will be really amazed by the people, like the crazy house you have in your head. Like when I wrote the voices on the paper that are kind of commanding me around, I was surprised. Like there, there is Nazi sitting, uh, really commanding. And there is someone who loves to sabotage my future, sabotage my past, sabotage my now. Like that's, it's really, it's liberating. Once you know that you are not the voices, that the voices often come from you not being aware of people programming you. And that's for a completely different story. But let's just imagine that you are 20 years old. You realize that your parents raised you. And they obviously, all parents, they raised you in the best possible way, right? Your parents don't get up with the idea of, hey, I'm going to screw Johnny's life today. It's not going to happen. They, every single day, get up with the idea of, I'm going to make from this kid the most beautiful human being. And, you know, then we realize when we were 20 years old, hey, look, my parents told me this, and my parents programmed me into this, and this belief is not mine. Some people want to believe you have one partner throughout your life. Well, maybe some people don't want to have a partner, just one partner throughout their life. It's just a belief. From who did you get that belief? Is it your belief or is it someone else's belief? So see, there is like this whole journey that we, we take our clients by the hand and we just walk the journey with them because every single person needs some slightly something else. The core is in realizing who you are and mostly who you are not. And we start with the who you are not part. So that's a little bit longer story. Okay. Now that's, that's, that's absolutely amazing. A couple of, of huge things that you threw out there that I got, that I got to jump in on is my number one favorite thing that you absolutely said is you are not your voices. You know, I am firm believer that we are constantly talking to ourselves and too often we buy into the stories we tell ourselves. Yep. Um, so. <laughs> 
Guys, what a great freaking ending to this to the this whole setup. I love the idea of the whole who am I. I that's powerful as hell and I guarantee that people aren't asking that question enough and 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 Link, I love finishing it off with you know, you were not your voices. Man, what a fun ride, guys. I I've really enjoyed the hell out of this and uh, you know, I know the listeners are too and I guarantee that some of the listeners have a bunch of questions for you guys. So, how do they get in touch with you guys? How do they reach out if they want to talk about, you know, and maybe it's marriage help, maybe it's, you know, personal development help, those type of things. How do they get in touch with you guys? Earnmoreworkless.com. Just sign up for our inspiration emails. You know what I love about Alex? Yeah. He gets all worked up and he's like just so inspirational and it goes, work hard. What is it? Work, earn, earn. <laughs> Work less, learn hard, something. Earnmorewordless.com. <laughs> there it is. There it is. If you never need a black and white answer, just ask Alex and he'll nail it every time. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I know that one. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome, guys. Well, guys, here, here's how I wrap it up. And I'm going to ask you both this question. And I do stump some people with this question, so be ready. If you could leave the audience of champions who listen to this show, show that are going through their journey they're going through their time if you could leave them with a quote a phrase a mantra a saying something that they could take with them on their journey especially if they're stacked up against it and going through a tough time we'll go with lanka first what would be that phrase or quote that you would say remember this i would say Everything happens for a reason. Just surrender to what is happening to you. Beautiful. Love it. Alex, follow that. I'm going to close off with the final words that we use in every lesson of our How to Work Stress-Free course. Stay creative and stay stress-free. <laughs> Guys, I wish you could have seen it because Lenka was over there actually miming along with him as he said it. That's how often these guys are doing badass things together. That's <laughs> I got to tell you, Lanka, Alex, guys, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really, really enjoyed having you guys here and, and sharing your story and journey with the world, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. It was a great pleasure, and Thank I had lots of fun. Yeah, you're doing awesome <laughs> stuff. and so much fun talking to you. Thanks for listening to Donnie's Success Champions podcast. If you'd like to hear more about our current guest today, or if you'd like to hear stories from our other guests on the show, come hang out with us on our website at successchampspodcast.com. I really appreciate you tuning in. If you need to reach out to me for any reason, you can catch me at Donnie at DonnieBovine.com. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, the emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. 
So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals, go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success because that's what it means to be a success champion.